morning, bitches, and welcome to Wellness for Real, the podcast where we talk about all things wellness. I'm your host. My name is Marlena, and if you're new here, welcome. We have so many amazing episodes, so make sure you go back and check those out as well. We talk about everything on this show. I was inspired to start this podcast after uh, finally finding success in my own weight loss and wellness journey uh, by finally shedding all of the toxic diet culture bullshit and just embracing finding what works for me. So we share other people's stories, uh, tips, tricks, all the things, um, and we talk about it all. So buckle up, y'all, because it's about to get real. morning bitches and welcome back to wellness for real your favorite podcast is your girl marlena here today with my co-host felicia what's up felicia hey everybody you got some delayed sound over there a little bit all right uh, <laughs> today we have a very special guest with us amber how you doing today amber i'm great how are you guys we're good. We're so excited good. to chat with you. Um, before we get started, can you plug your Instagram handle? Because I am the literal worst at remembering people's That's handles. okay. <laughs> so it's at a little bit underscore Amber. And that's the same across all social media. So I have a TikTok and Instagram with the same handle. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't you introduce yourselves to our listeners? Yeah. So um, if, for anyone who doesn't know me, my name is Amber. Um, I was born and raised in Wisconsin. Um, and I kind of grew my social media following because I started to share my weight loss journey back in 2018. Um, in total, I lost 160 pounds and now I'm kind of on like a muscle gain strength journey, but I share all kinds of like um, awesome tips, stuff that I learned along the way, recipes, just body positivity, all kinds of good stuff. So that's <laughs> yes I love following you you are so good at social media it's I mean really awesome. like, you're like like the reels and just like oh, I screenshot making, yourself yeah, con content <laughs> creation like you're really good at it and then you Thank do you. also give out so much just helpful information Solid. and your journey seems to be so like realistic and, yeah. and sustainable so what kind of kicked off like a weight loss journey for you what's what's your story behind the weight loss yeah. So, I mean, growing up, I was always, I was always overweight, um, growing up my entire life. And, uh, for the most part, I mean, I tried everything. I, especially like in my teen years, I would yo-yo diet, you know, like growing up in the nineties, you know, we grew up in the whole, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels era. And so there's so much like shaming around bodies when we were growing up and, being overweight, you know, you will try anything to look like what you see in the media. And so I literally did try everything. I remember going to Weight Watchers meetings with my mom when I was like a preteen. I would drink Slim Fast. I would just bring grapes for, for lunch when all my other friends were eating, you know, the normal stuff. And nothing ever worked because it was just constant yo-yo dieting. And then, um, on top of that, because I was so restrictive, I developed binge eating disorder when I was really young and really carried that through like my early adulthood. And in 2018, I remember like my kind of light bulb moment, if you will, was 
I was carrying my groceries upstairs. Um, I have one flight of stairs up to my apartment. And on my second round up, I remember getting like halfway up and I just couldn't breathe. I had to drop all my bags. And I just remember thinking, I can't do this anymore. So I texted my best friend and I was like, hey, I want to try this again. Do you want to do this with me? And literally like the next week we kind of started and I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but I just remember thinking like this time it, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to like go back to my old habits. I really want to give this a, a shot. And that was at the end of May, 2018. So almost exactly four years ago. And here we are. <laughs> so, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So so what, what kind of was the first step for you? Um, like, as far as like taking the action, like you decided you were going to make a plan. So yeah. what was the plan and what were the action steps that you took from there? So, and that's why, like, I always like to share like my reality of my weight loss journey, because like I said, when I started, I was not like well-educated about like what a proper calorie deficit is or anything. So I really prescribed to the whole, like cut out the bad foods thing, which now I, I mean, if anyone follows me, you know, like I don't believe in like good or bad foods. Um, I definitely believe in like practicing moderation. Um, but I cut out, like I, I pretty much lived and sustained myself on fast food. Um, like prior to starting this, um, it's just what I did and what I knew. Um, so I literally went from that, like one extreme to the other, where I, just started just by eating like plain salads, plain chicken, baked, you know, whatever, plain broccoli, all of that stuff. And then, um, like for lunch, I would just eat like salads and stuff. So I was definitely under eating at the beginning. Um, and then luckily one of my best friends who I've known literally since I was a kid, she, uh, went to school for like dietetics and nutrition and stuff. So she really helped me kind of steer me back into like where I should be properly eating. So I stuck to a very like moderate calorie deficit. Um, when I first started, I was eating about like 2000 calories a day. And my friend and I would just go to her gym at her apartment complex about five nights a week. And we didn't really have like a good game plan or anything. We just did what felt good. We used the cardio equipment that was there and then did like some YouTube workouts and yeah, we did that for the first like six months and then we live in Wisconsin. So it got really cold and, um, we decided that going to the gym at like 10 o'clock at night when it was, you know, negative 30 out was not going to work for us. So I, so <laughs> we're, we're in Minnesota. I, um, so we, we know the pain. Yeah. Yeah. So I started working out at home. So for the most part of my weight loss, I was working out just in my living room. Um, and still, even now I just joined my first like commercial gym, my first commercial gym, uh, at the beginning of April. So like for the majority of my weight loss, I was just working out at home and yeah, but Great. Yeah, that's kind of where, where I'm at. <laughs> I love that because I feel like so many people think that when you're first getting into specifically like a fitness journey and you're trying to get into the gym, like you have to like know exactly what you're doing and have this, like be that person with the notebook who's like writing everything down and try. And it's yeah. like, 
No, that like I started the exact same way in the gym. Like I would literally just go there and I would just try machines and I would just, I, I was moving my body. So I knew I was doing yep. something good. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I love that. And then also with working out at home too, like that's just so I beneficial do. for so many people. I know Felicia is <laughs> like all about working out at home. Yeah. I love working out at home and I don't just the time for me. Cause I don't have a gym that's close. Like by mm-hmm. the time I drive to the gym and drive back, I can have my workout done. And because my schedule is crazy, it's just easier for me to do that so that I'll do it. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. If you have kids and everything, like it's just so much more convenient. And like, I know so many people who are like, well, I, I don't have the flexibility to go, to go to a gym. And so they feel like they can't do it. And I'm like, literally I walk around like to get my steps in. And, it, and I always say like, I almost feel like I'm coming from like a privileged place when I talk about my, my weight loss journey, because when I was losing my weight, like I was living by myself. I don't have kids. Um, I was single at the time. So for me, it was, I had a lot more flexibility in what I was eating and when I could work out and when I could get my movement in. But I've also seen like incredible, incredible journeys of people who have, you know, um, a family and who can only work out at home. And so it is definitely possible, but I always like to say, like, if you can only work out at home, it's still definitely possible. So. Yeah, absolutely. And you said you just joined your first commercial gym. Uh, which gym yeah. is that? A planet fitness. Okay, yeah. cool. I'm yeah. like, I, yeah. I'm like a planet fitness Stan. I love planet. Yeah. Fitness, so yeah, I know that so many people like talk crap about it, but I'm like, I don't know. I like it. I really like it. <laughs> I, I don't know what bad there is to say about it. Honestly, I've never had a bad experience. I've been to planet fitnesses all over this country and they're all just, they're all pretty similar. They're just and chill. That was the biggest thing is like my boyfriend and I, we are like sharing one membership, which is also like such yes. a big thing. It's like we're paying for one and we can it's go together. It's so affordable. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I, no, I, I, have to, I want to go there. They opened one by my house and I just kind of want to check it out. For oh, fun. you guys have yeah. one by you now. I'm so sad up. because I have two locations that are equally 35 minutes away from <laughs> me now that I've moved to the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so I was used to being in the city where I had like five within like, you know, 15 minutes, but yeah, yeah. Um, it is a great place to start. Um, I just love how helpful they are too. Like, I don't know if people realize this, like Okay. So if you pay their pay for the, just even their basic $10 membership or whatever, um, their app, like you can scan every single machine and it'll show you like a tutorial on how to use that machine. How do you have proper form? So you don't even have to talk to anybody. (laughs) Like if you're an introvert, I feel like planet fitness is the place to be. I agree. Yeah. And especially because like, I feel like, I mean, cause my boyfriend and I made like our own little home gym in one of our spare bedrooms here. So we have like pretty basic equipment and I've been like lifting for over a year now, but going from like doing lifting at home to like going into the gym, I felt like a complete newbie, but we've been going there for like probably a month and a half now. And I feel like I'm like, you're just, you get comfortable, like pretty fast there. Totally. And when they say like no intimidation and like no judgment, I truly feel like that. Like I've been to other gyms. And I I've always felt like so intimidated, but there it's, it, yeah, everyone's super nice. I'm sure it might be different at certain locations, but like you said, Marlena, like you've been all over and 
I, I feel like it's a pretty I, good I feel area. like they're always the same to me. They're usually pretty typical, like layouts, you know, like, you know mm-hmm. how to, like you walk into a planet fitness, you know how to navigate, you know how to work the machines. If you've been to any planet fitness. Yeah. Um, and there, I feel like it's always the same. Like I always see so many different types of people, so many different bodies, yeah. so many, like mm-hmm. just everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just mm-hmm. love that. So yeah, okay, um, I'm, yeah. I'm going to go at least check it out. Yeah. You definitely yeah. should well, like it. Like, Nine bucks a month, or you can pay the twenty-three, and you get the hydro massage mm-hmm. and tanning mm-hmm. and red light yeah. beds. Oh, it's yeah. just you can't beat it. Yeah, it's yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is not sponsored. Yes, like. yes. But if Planet Fitness, if you want to sponsor our podcast, you absolutely yes. can. We yes. would love that. <laughs> so I have a question. So your last post, you I think you posted, or at least the last one I saw was same girl, different mindset. So mm-hmm. what do you, can you kind of share a little bit more on what you mean by that? Yes, absolutely. Sorry. I just got a phone call rude. Um, uh, yeah. So I, something that was like a huge thing for me this time around was having and being willing to like put in the mental work. And I always say like, that was probably the biggest thing that I learned like this time around is I feel like every time that I tried to lose weight sustainably before this, I just simply was not ready to put in every aspect of work that has to come along with this journey because it's not something. And I, when I really like sat down at the beginning of my weight loss this time, I thought about like what goals I had for myself. And like, I thought about myself in the future and like, who I wanted to be and like where I wanted to be and like what it would take to like get me there. And I wanted to be around to be like a good active present mother for any like potential kids that I would have. I wanted to be able to like move through my life with more ease than I was before. And in order to do that, I knew that I had to lose weight to get rid of the pre-diabetes that I had to get rid of my high blood pressure to be able to like, just generally do life a little bit easier. But also if I didn't put in the mental work to heal my relationship with food and my body and like myself, none of the results that I would potentially get would stick and last. Um, so I had to learn how to like coexist with food in a way that made me feel good, but also like wasn't so restrictive that I just went back to like my previous habits of like living binge to binge, which is like quite literally what I did. Um, so it was a lot of mental work. I really, really love the book, um, the binge code. That was like the first one that I found. And I like I picked it up and it was like, everything clicked for me. And I was like, yes, this all makes sense. Like this was me. And it just walks you through like why people binge, um, you know, tips for like overcoming and like being around food, because it's not like other disorders where, or like other addictions where like, if you're addicted to smoking, like you can live without smoking, but no, you can't live without food. So you have to really put in the time to heal yourself from the inside out. And I, I feel like the reflection on the outside of me now is like proof and just like a reflection of all the work that I put like to heal from the inside. Um, because I, I didn't really realize how much I was using food to, to cope with like stuff from my past until I really put in the work and like read that book. And it kind of made me realize like, 
yeah, you do use food to like cope with everything in your life. And that can be okay. Sometimes I fully believe that like food can be comfort food can be, you know, happiness and joy and everything, but it can't be the only source of like comfort and joy and everything in your life. Um, so yeah, I, when I say like same real different mindset, it's just like reprioritizing things in your life. Um, I, I put in the time to really look at what was important in my life and how fitness, food, mental health, all of that would like make me the version of myself that I knew I could and wanted to be. And yeah, so now it's just kind of like a reflection of like all that time and effort that I put in. So can I ask like, so what are some <laughs> of the things that you do now instead of like, what do you do now instead of using food? Like what are some of the strategies or things that you've sort of learned over? Yeah, so um I'm really big into like med- meditating. Um, that's actually not something that I talk about super often only because it's something that's pretty personal to me. But every morning now I just take like 10 to 15 minutes to like just meditate. I sit in like complete silence um, and just really check in with myself and like how I'm feeling. And um, journaling was also really something that I got into over this, uh, over this journey is just if I felt like especially when I, when there would be times where I felt like I wanted to binge, I would write down like how I was feeling or why I wanted to. Um, because then I could go back and like see triggers. Um, and so that really helped. And so when those moments would come up again, I was better able to be like, okay, if this is a triggering situation and I know like, this is going to make me want to go binge, like, how do I either either avoid this situation or how, how can I learn different ways to cope with it? So, um, going for a walk, um, calling someone and sometimes it would just be like having the thing. Like if I felt like if I had like a really, really bad day and previously I would binge on an entire box of cookies or something. And I, had tried all my other like coping mechanisms and nothing was working. Sometimes you just have to have the cookie sometimes. And that's, and that's the huge thing is like, I felt like in order to heal my relationship with food, I couldn't have quote unquote bad foods around me because then I would just want to eat them all. But if anyone hears this, here's what I will tell you. The biggest tip that I can give about healing your relationship with food is being around the food. Like you have to have the food around because the more often that you're around it, the more neutral it becomes. Right. And now I can, now it's to the point where I can have like all those things where I used to just eat, eat all at once. Like I can have like a box of cookies in my cabinet and I can honestly, it's to the point where I forget that they're there. And I'm like, Oh, they're stale. Now I have to throw them out, which like previously that never would have happened, but it's because I stopped thinking about things as good and bad, or I can't have these things. And I brought them back into my life slowly. Um, and I would just let myself have one a day or, you know, like have a bowl of ice cream and just work it into your day. And I realized that like, Oh, this is just how people live. Like, like people who like, haven't had, like a, yeah. Who, people who haven't had like those episodes in the past, like, this is just like 
how people eat. Like, I just want a bowl of ice cream. I have a bowl of ice cream and I don't equate like any feeling to that. I don't put any shame or guilt or a label on that bowl of ice cream because it's just ice cream. And now for the most part, um, because like, I, I don't think like binge eating is something you'll ever like fully recover from. Um, but for the most part, things are just neutral for me now. And like, it took a long, long time to get there, but it is possible. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, that's amazing. And I feel like a lot of what you're saying is, is the information that people don't want to hear when it comes to specifically weight loss. And especially if you are someone who has struggled with your weight your whole life, especially if you struggle with eating disorders, right? Mm -hmm. I also struggle with binge eating. And that was a big piece of why I was overweight for most of my life. Um, and it's like, when you realize (laughs) that it really comes down to the mental work and that clicks and you start to do that work and you see the results, like I constantly just want to share that with other people, but I've really realized that people don't want to hear that shit. Like they really don't. Um, but it's just the truth. Like you can, you can, go on a diet and you can, like you said, get those results that you're looking for, but they're not going to last. You're not putting in that additional mental work. Um, Yeah. For Marlena and I, that was the one thing about like this podcast was that it's not about the food. You know what I mean? And I think that's something that we always talk about that. Like it's about so much more than that. And that's why people, when we, we don't have an issue when people are on Weight Watchers or counting calories because they're Mm -hmm. all tools it's more about the fact that we watch people rejoin Weight Watchers 75 times exactly because they aren't doing Weight Watchers doesn't address the other part because if they did, they would be out of business. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not about that. It's just about that they're a business and they're trying to make money and that's okay. But yeah. to acknowledge the fact that you're rejoining because you're not doing that. That's the piece yeah. that's missing. You know and like, I, mean? I think so. that was something that really clicked for me when I heard it too, is like, if your diet worked the first time, you wouldn't have to go back to that diet. Right. And like, for me, that was like such a big mindset shift was, and this is going to be a little controversial, but people know how I feel about keto. And like, if, if keto works for you, like short-term fine. But like, for me, when I thought about, when I really started to like truly put in the work to heal my relationship with food, I was like, I cannot go the rest of my life without eating pizza, without eating ice cream, without, yeah, sugar, like anything like that. Like those are things that I one enjoy and two, like bring me joy. And like, I didn't want to keep living my life being afraid of going to social events, going out to eat, going out, you know, because like I, that was me for like a chunk of time. And I was just like, I can't keep I, I went from like one extreme to the other. And like, I, I needed to find something that worked for me for the rest of my life. And like, I didn't want to keep living in a way that was so restrictive where I felt like I was just in like a perpetual state of being like, maybe I was thinner than I am right now, but like, I was also using methods and like living in a way that like, wasn't sustainable, right. sustainable for me long-term. So like, for me, truly healing was a gaining a little bit of weight, but B also like finding a balance of like maintaining healthy for me and like healthy encompassing like mental health, physical health, and like just spiritual health in general. So I think people need to like 
not not focus on like the the such short term like quick results and really think about what's going to be happy and sustainable for them long term is like what I've learned. <laughs> no, yeah, and it's hard. It's hard. I it really when is. Yeah, when you're new to the journey and you jump on like Instagram or social media and mm-hmm. you see and you want to get to those results and it's following someone's journey like yours or Marlena's and seeing people make that full circle. Yeah. You yeah. start with the plan because you need some guidance. But like, I look at like Marlena who doesn't really, you know, oh, I'm going to maybe count my protein, but she's learned how to eat in a way that she's not counting calories or she's not doing those things. But that mm-hmm. took the process of trusting mm-hmm. your body and knowing where you're sitting and kind of realizing that this is the weight that I'm comfortable at. Um, yep. but that's a process. And so I think mm-hmm. you really like they get so caught up in your size or whatever that um, mm-hmm. it's hard to trust yourself. But I think everybody's everybody's comfort or their where they sit and here's what I'm willing to do for the rest of my life is different. Yeah, everybody's absolutely. Is different. Mm-hmm. You know? And I, I think it's important too to understand if you're starting a wellness journey or a weight loss journey or whatever you want to call it, that you should evolve throughout that journey too. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people think like, say they go into it, um, you know, counting calories, and then they feel like they have to do that forever, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. no, things, your journey should evolve just like you should, right? So, yeah. and that's going to look different for everybody. And that's not, you know, exactly the same. And like you said, you started out being super restrictive, but mm-hmm. kind of quickly realized that this isn't going to work for me. Yes. Yeah. So instead of just saying, you know, fuck it and giving up, let me kind of evolve and yeah. find what yeah. is going to work for me. Absolutely. And I feel like so many, I feel like so many people will like fall down the rabbit hole of like when you first start, like I lost 20 pounds in my first month, but I think what, when people saw that, when, when people saw that number, when I saw that number, I was like, okay, well I can just keep doing this forever. But then literally by the end of month two, from being super restrictive, I was super lethargic. I was like feeling super weak. I was having those moments of like, wanting to binge more and more and more. And like, it got to the point where I realized, okay, this is the point where I've gotten to every other time. And I've always like given up because like, I I was doing, I was doing this wrong. I was doing this wrong. And like, I remember having one specific um, conversation with my friend who kind of helped steer me in the better direction. And she was like, okay, well tell me like what you're doing, like what you're experiencing. And I was like, well, you know, my hair is falling out a lot. And like, I feel really tired. And she's like, pause, pause right there. Your hair is falling out. She's like, Amber, you're, you're malnourished. That's not normal. And I had seen like all of these things on social media from people who had lost weight telling me the exact opposite, you know, being like, Oh, you know, it's okay. If you see this, like, it's okay. If if you have your hair fall out. And I was just like, well, I thought that was normal. And she's like, that's not normal. She's like, that's not normal. What are you talking about? You know? And so, and you're right. Like you, you're going to learn and you're going to make mistakes. Um, But the important thing is like to evolve past those and realize that like, it's okay. If like you get to a weight where maybe like for me, like I got down to a point where like, I had never seen a number that low on the scale. And like, for me, especially gathering a following on social media for losing weight and getting down to like that lower weight like it comes with pressure to be like okay well I I have all these people following me all these people watching me I got to the point where I felt like I had to stay at a weight that like really wasn't comfortable comfortable for me to stay at 
but I almost like this time last year, I did my first like month where I didn't weigh myself at all. I did no way May and I just lived my life. And I realized that like at the end of the month, when I weighed myself again, I gained like a little bit of weight, but I also realized that like not having that pressure of the scale and just like living my life and not letting it like dictate how much I was eating or whatever, um, was like so freeing. And like, I felt better in my body. And I was like, I'm living my life for all the eyes watching me instead of like my own. And so I, and that's when I kind of started to like venture into like food freedom and strength training. And because my whole like goal for starting this weight loss was like to be my best self, like be my stronger self. And like some point along the way, you get like caught up in numbers and the scale and everything. And you might kind of like lose sight of that. And that definitely happened for me. But like right now, I always talk about like, I'm up like, like 25 ish pounds from like my lowest weight ever, but I'm happier than I've ever been. I'm like healthier than I've ever been. So it's important to pivot. Yeah, absolutely. I can totally relate to that. And I just want to touch on two things. You mentioned the scale and that's an area that I feel like, again, the scale will serve you for different reasons, depending on what season you're in. Um, And looking back at my journey, I remember a period of time where I daily weighed um, and I was in, I was in a good headspace, So I felt like I was in the right space to do that because I wanted to understand how my body lost and gained weight. And I did that. I don't remember for how long. And it served me super well. And it really helped me understand how my body worked. Um, and now I, I like never weigh myself. Only time I see my weight is when I go to the doctor. And, (laughs) um, even then, like, I understand that like every scale is going to weigh differently a little bit. Right. Um, depending on what time of day you weigh me, Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. I could weigh 10 pounds more at the end of the day than I did when I first woke up in the morning. Yeah. And I understand yeah. those things because I did weigh myself daily at yeah. one point in time. So, um, yeah, just understanding that like it, it should evolve, right. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. Um, just mm-hmm. that. Um, and you did mention meditation. I wanted to kind of circle back to that as well. And I know you said it was something that was like really personal to you. Um, and I totally understand that. Um, I said, a daily goal for like three months straight to meditate daily for five minutes. And it was like the hardest thing I've ever, I shouldn't say it's the hardest thing I've ever done, but it was probably one of the hardest things most recently that I've tried to incorporate into my wellness. Um, and being someone who's like really fast paced, like constantly going, my mind never stops. It's really freaking hard to just sit down for five to 10 minutes and like not do anything mm-hmm. and constantly like bring your brain back to just like breathing, you know? Yes. Um, yes. and we talk, we've talked about meditation a few times yeah. on the show. Um, and I know for me, when I first started meditating, I've, I had such a like idea of what it was supposed to look like. Um, and I was like, I'm doing this wrong. Like, I don't like, I suck at this, you know, yes. which I feel like a lot of people feel that way when it comes to meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until I believe we, when we had Sarah best on the show, yeah. um, and she talked about how your mind is supposed to wander. And when you bring it back, that's like doing your rep, right? That's like mm-hmm. exercising mm-hmm. your brain. Yeah. Um, and I was like, it really like clicked for me. I was like, oh, and just talking about like the fact that there is no wrong way to meditate, right? Like, it's not like, it doesn't have to look like 
what mm-hmm. we all think it's supposed to look mm-hmm. like, which mm-hmm. I imagine someone just like sitting and like, oh, you know. Yes. Like, yeah. I thought I was always supposed piece. to feel like, yeah, I thought I was supposed to feel like, like a click or something like when I yes. first started. But yeah, for me, it literally just looks like sitting on the couch where I'm sitting right now, like all of like the noise off and like my phone away from me because especially because now that I do social media full time, that was like such a big thing for me. Why I started to incorporate meditation was because I felt like I was just constantly looking at my phone. And as much as I love social media and I'm super grateful for it, you just need to like block that off. So like for me, I literally leave it in a different room and I just sit here for like 10 minutes in complete silence with my eyes closed and just breathe and like think like check in with myself it's like a daily like checklist for me like like if you go in to get your car service like it's just me like servicing my mind like what do I need how am I feeling what can I do you know if I if I need any you know mental clarity about anything I just check in with myself and that's that's what I do every morning and it's it's been super helpful I do the same I do it every morning (laughs) mine's different though I actually I do like a, something that leads me through it. Like I don't sit in silence. I actually like use an app that kind of walks me through um, because my mind does go hundred miles an hour. Yeah. And, and, but, and I sit in front of like a, a heater, like a space heater. Cause it makes me feel calm. Like mm. I like, so like my dog. Okay. I like the heat, but so mm-hmm. I do have like an app though, that walks me through it for, for whatever reason that really helps me. So, but I, I really do enjoy it. And it's taken me a while. Like Marlena, it was hard for me at first. And now it's just become kind of a, a normal thing. Mm-hmm. Takes a lot of practice. Um, it's like one of those things, right? It's like the same with like affirmations and self-love, you know, everybody's like, how do I like myself? Well, it's a practice. Like you literally just have to practice these things consistently, just like everything else. Yeah. Um, and, and over time it becomes a little easier and then sometimes it'll get hard again. And it's just, it ebbs and flows just like everything else in life. Right. Absolutely. Um, so you mentioned that you're uh, like doing social media full time now. And I just saw that you had, um, like a collaboration yes. with uh dive bar to have like yeah. your own freaking bar. So yeah. do you want to talk about that and just like the process of how that happened and like creating yeah. it and yeah, all that we'd love so, to hear about it. Yeah, definitely. So um, I've been an ambassador with them since 2019. Um, and it just started by them sending me some samples and they're like, hey, check these out. So um, yeah, I tried them, loved them. Um, I tried literally every single protein bar on the market, I feel like. Um, and I don't know, a dive bar just, it just does it for me. And so yeah, I've been an a ambassador with them for almost yeah, or over two years now. Um, and yeah, like a couple of months ago, Katie, who is the ambassador, like uh, mentor for all of us, she reached out and she was like, Hey, you know, we would love to collab with you. They've done a couple other collabs with ambassadors previous to me. Um, and she was like, so if you want to like send over some flavor ideas and we can see what we can make happen. So I sent over like a big list of like ones that I thought would be really good. And, um, they kind of went through and they, they went through the flavors and we're kind of like, okay, like this one feasibly probably wouldn't work, but we could do these ones. And so eventually we landed on puppy chow or like muddy buddies. And I was like, yes, that was awesome. Growing up in the Midwest, everyone calls it puppy chow, but it's muddy buddies everywhere else, apparently. (laughs) Um, and so 
yeah, they, we went through and they're like, okay, like, what would you really want in it? And I'm like, well, definitely like the checks and peanut butter base and everything. And so, yeah. And then now really here cool. it is our, my little flavor collab was born. So, so cool. yeah, it's very cool. It's I've never had a dive bar. I've never tried one before. They're really good. Yeah. And then I always, um, air fry mine because like their whole thing is that it's basically like protein cookie dough, but like in bar form. And it really is like biting into like cookie dough. So one day, I don't even know what made me try this. I was like, what if I put this in the air fryer? And then it literally like bakes into a cookie. So that's how I like to eat them. Yeah. They're really good. Yeah. Um, well that's super exciting. What did you do to like celebrate all of that? Um, (laughs) well, my, my boyfriend brought me a concrete mixer from Culver's, which is like every time we have, nice. every time I have like a big milestone, <laughs> that's always what we do. When I hit a hundred thousand followers on TikTok, like we were in the movies that night and afterwards he's like, well, we got to go to a concrete mixer. So, um, every like big life moment, but that's how we celebrate. So <laughs> that's awesome. I love Culver's. Yeah. It's definitely a great place to celebrate big milestones. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so you said you're in Wisconsin. Where, whereabouts mm-hmm. in Wisconsin are you? Green Bay. Okay. Hello. What's yeah. up, Green Bay? I'm actually mm-hmm. originally from Milwaukee, so I'm okay. technically a Wisconsin girl. Yeah. Um, but I don't tell <laughs> people in Minnesota that because they're haters here. Yeah. <laughs> they really hate Wisconsin. <laughs> I know my boyfriend is a Vikings fan, so oh, okay. it's, it's an interesting <laughs> relationship. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. My husband's a Vikings fan too, and I actually grew up being a diehard Packers fan like my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's always been fun. I don't really give a shit about the NFL anymore, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but we've been to plenty of games and it's fun to have that little like rivalry and stuff, yeah, but I, yeah. I still talk shit every time they play each other. I'm like, Oh yeah. Every yeah. single time. Yeah. Oh, you, I mean, you have to. Yeah, <laughs> yes, absolutely. So you talk a lot about body positivity on your page and just like embracing your body, um, especially post weight loss, like such a large weight loss, 160 pounds. That's huge. Um, so what are some things that you do like in your daily life to kind of just like solidify that self-love and just acceptance? Yeah. I mean, and I think, I think self-love is something that and self-acceptance is something that's like ever evolving and, not, I think, I think a big thing for me was like realizing that you're not going to love your body every single day, but that's also like part of the self-acceptance and self-love journey is like realizing that. Um, but for me, like, I think a big thing is just realizing how much my body does for me, like every single day and like how it, how it shows up for me every day, even when I mentally can't show up for myself. Like my body's always there to like, get me through. And I've put it through a lot. Um, you know, with being overweight my whole life and then like going on an extreme weight loss journey, like that's very taxing on my body and my body's never let me down. And so like, now I'm to the point where like, I, no matter like with all of my loose skin, no matter like what I look like in this moment, like I'm always appreciative of my body. Even if I don't look in the mirror and love every single part of it every day, I am to the point where I'm, I'm just so like appreciative of my body that I feel like I, I have a hard time like saying negative things about my body because like, I just, I've seen it go through a lot and like, we've been through a lot together. (laughs) I, I just have so much appreciation for like what it does for me every day. 
that that was like a, a big mindset shift for me. Uh, do, so do you like, what are your plans? Do you, cause I think I saw like a GoFundMe that you have, right. For loose skin removal. Is that something that yeah. you want to do in the future? Or are you kind of just like, I know it's a tough question because like, obviously it's very expensive and it's not <laughs> something that's super accessible. And, um, so I'm just curious, like where you're at with that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I cannot believe like everyone has been so generous and like so kind about the GoFundMe. And, um, I had a consultation with a Phoenix, um, at the beginning of last July. Um, and so they're definitely still on my radar. Um, but I've also like kind of over this past year, I've started researching like options, like closer to home. And for a while, I didn't think I actually wanted loose skin removal. Like I just thought, that's fine. It, Cause it doesn't really bother me like on the day to day. Um, and then kind of one morning I woke up and I'm like, you know what? I would really like to just see what I look like without it. And so that's kind of where I'm at now is I definitely, it's definitely something that will happen in the future. Um, but I, it's, it's important for me to like find the best option for me in terms of like what fits in with my life. Um, and as amazing as it would be to work with a Phoenix and they're definitely still like an option that I'm considering. I'm also looking at just like options that are closer to home because that's a big journey. It's a big expense, a big chunk of time to like go out there. And so if I can find something that's closer to home, um, then yeah. So just researching the best fit for me, for me right now, but yeah, I would just definitely just like to see like what my body looks like without it. So <laughs> Yeah, I, t I totally get that. And as far as like traveling for it, and I know everybody's situation's different. Um, but I will say for me, I'm super glad I stuck with a doctor that's close to me because anytime I have any issues, questions, yeah, I have regular follow-ups with him. Um, like it's just nice for it to be like here, you know, where <laughs> I live. So, yeah. um, but you know, I, I, I did years of research before I had my surgery and I think that like with social media, so often people, um, can like see people have these procedures and it like, seems like it happens so fast. Like someone will be like, I'm having loose skin removal. And then like a month later they're having it and they're yeah. recovering. And it just seems like it happens so fast. And like, it should be something that you spend a lot of time and intention um, and research yes. and, yeah. um, all of that. So Thank you for sharing. Cause I was just yeah. curious, um, about where you were with that. Now you do make a lot of TikToks and reels and a lot of them are like meal ideas and you eat food that looks really freaking scrumptious yes. <laughs> all the time, especially sandwiches, a huge sandwich lover. Mm -hmm. Um, and you, you have a lot of like really high protein meals. So what kind of goes into like, I don't know, deciding what you're going to eat or creating these like, I don't know if you call them recipes or meal plans or what. Yeah. Um, so for me, like I, the, really the only thing that I track now that I like try to pay a lot of attention to is protein. So I always base like even my every meal and snack around, like getting some source, some source of protein. And for me, like people, people are always like, Oh, you have such a sweet tooth. Yeah, I do. So I'm like, I've always had a sweet tooth. So I'm always going to have something sweet. Like every single day, it's very like unusual for me to like, not start off with like a sweet breakfast. Um, so like, I love like oatmeal. I love like protein, French toast, um, even like a smoothie bowl, a yogurt bowl, something like that. Um, 
but yeah, I always try to incorporate like a, a source of protein. Um, and then, yeah, it's just so, especially since I started living with my boyfriend now, when I think of like looking at my, my week in meals, what I really plan out every day around is dinner because that's the one meal that we always eat together. And I love my boyfriend to death, but he's a very picky eater. So, um, like planning meals that are going to work for both of us in terms of like me hitting like my protein goal or whatever. Um, so that's kind of like the, the big thing that I base like our whole weeks around is I go through like, okay, here's like what I'm thinking. Does this work for you? Like, how can we adjust? Um, and then, so every day when I like pre-plan my meals, I put in dinner first. I still loosely track some days. There's two days a week where I don't track, um, anything. And I just don't even open my fitness pal. Um, but the other days that I track, I mainly track just so I make sure I'm getting an adequate amount of protein, um, because I do work out so much. Um, so yeah, when I plan out my meals, I start with dinner and then just kind of work my, work my day around that. So, and then I follow like so many creators and that's, what's kind of awesome about social media is like when I, when I feel like, I feel like when I started, there were people sharing like, uh, like protein recipes and like, uh, like macro friendly recipes and stuff. But now there's like so much out there. So anytime that I'm like on social media and I see something that looks good, I just save it. And I either write it down on like my big refrigerator calendar of like, I want to try this this day, or I just make a little like memory bookmark of it. And yeah, so there's like a lot of great free resources out there now. So do you have any favorites, like any favorite people that you follow that have like good protein recipes, like someone that you would. Yeah, I really like, um, the flexible dieting lifestyle. So he, uh, his name is Zach he created a uh, flex. So I use a lot of like protein cookie butter in a lot of my um, recipes, which is just like powdered peanut butter, but in like better flavors. Um, he created that whole company and he creates like amazing, amazing dishes, like mm -hmm. stuff that you look at and you're like, how is that even possible that that's <laughs> like high protein, low calorie. Um, so I love him. Um, there's a couple other people on TikTok that I'm like blanking on right now, but yeah, there's a lot of great free resources. Okay, so you, <laughs> I awesome. have to ask this because if you know me, I love me a kitchen gadget. And since you mm -hmm. cook a lot, I need to know if you have a favorite kitchen gadget. My air fryer. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's I, like that nine out of 10 people's okay, answer. Second one? You have a second I, random? No, Felicia, second? it's the air fryer. That's no, it. That's there has to be another kids. one. Like a random... Um, like a random one that maybe someone doesn't have like me. <laughs> um, gosh, Felicia, you do not need any more kitchen gadgets. <laughs> you have well, a thrift okay. store in your basement. <laughs> like this is kind of random, but like my food processor, that is something that I didn't think that I, I would have use. one of those. But yeah. That is something that I, I didn't have think one. I never use it. Much. You can have it. Yeah. <laughs> That, wait, 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 Amber, what do you use it for first? Tell like, me. Oh, I use it a lot for like, uh, so I didn't, I never, I had it for a long time and I, I will be honest. I didn't use it until my blender broke, um, <laughs> because I use it in a very similar way that I use my blender, but now I'm like, I make like, um, like salsa in it. I make sauces. Yeah. I need a baby one. I do. Have, mine's one, like not a big one, but yeah, I have a big one right now, but I make like salsa, I make sauces, I make 
um, like smoothie, my smoothie bowls in there. I blend up like oats to make oat flour. Um, yeah. So that's something that I didn't think that I would mm-hmm. use as much, but I will say my current hyper fixation for kitchen gadgets is a Ninja creamy. I don't know. I just got that. I want one so bad. <laughs> She's laughing at me. Like I'm a freak about kitchen gadgets. Okay? I, want that? I, so I got that and I made protein ice cream with it. Oh my God. See, it's, like it's I, really I bought one of those like little fair life ice cream. Yeah. Or, like fair life, whatever milk, yeah. whatever, whatever yeah. protein drink. And I poured it in with some banana and I froze it and made ice cream out of it. And it was like See. the it's like real ice cream. It's not a Alicia, Where did you find Fairlife protein shakes? Because they are sold Walmart. out everywhere. Walmart. We got it at Walmart. I'm going to Walmart after this. There's Walmart, but like the vitamins. I just walked by and they had vanilla and chocolate. Oh, shit. Every time I go. All right. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I really do need one of these things. Like every time that I see I you, it oh. was like, it's, I didn't think it, listen, she, if you know me, you know that I am a freak about a kitchen gadget. Okay, <laughs> I really am. I really am. I've gotten better. So now I just, you know, I, I don't buy as many, but when I buy one, I really, I go for it. So, and I was looking at that one for a while, but it really makes it taste like ice cream. It's not the same as like a smoothie or you, your blender. It, it has yeah. like a, a churner thingy in it. And yeah. it like ice cream. Okay. I think you've, I think you've convinced me. Like I've had it I in my heart. I got it closed with a 30% off coupon. Okay. Yeah, I think we I love need a good this. deal. I just oh, you can like, make tomato, light ice cream, regular ice cream, shakes, and smoothie bowls with it. Yeah, I, 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 I need it. I need it. <laughs> I need it. So, yeah, I, I do really like it. It's loud, just so you know that does make a kind of a loud noise. But, okay. um, but you just have to kind of. There's a little bit of a learning curve. But I have on my uh, Instagram a little like a post. You can see. My okay. Post. Okay. Oh, I need it. Like. Yeah. Felicia's over here influencing people, <laughs> influencing influencers. I went down a whole TikTok rabbit hole the other day. I'm just, I, I think I watched people making stuff with a, a creamy for like an hour. <laughs> and I was like, I need to, the amber stop. Amber no, stop. Laughs but, at me. It's so cool. Okay. I'm like, this is genius. I mind <laughs> Felicia literally has like a whole room with just shelving in it. Not and kitchen. it's just full of kitchen gadgets. It legit <laughs> reminds me of like the thrift store. You know, you like go to the thrift store like and they have yeah. in your basement. It like. literally is. <laughs> yeah. She legit has a yeah, little kitchen gadget goodwill section in her house. And like <laughs> all of her hundreds of gadgets and I'm like cool hey, I'm old the only yeah. the only kitchen whatever gadget that's whatever makes you happy yeah <laughs> the only one that I've ever gotten that I don't use because it's too intimidating is my instant pot I think I used it one time what I love the instant pot and my husband broke mine when we moved and I'm still mad oh, about it oh no I love it because I, I got it on during Christmas it was like 15 bucks they're so yeah, expensive see I they I love the instant pot. It does take a lot of trial and error though. Like I just make like three things with it. But it yeah. what I lo- see what I love the most about the instant pot is you can put frozen shit in there. So like yeah. I'm really lazy. So like if you want to make shredded chicken, you just throw a bunch of frozen chicken Chuck in there in. with some broth and some seasoning. And you're right. Later. 
I make that yeah. rice. Yep, and I make instant pot rice. Well, I don't the now. Cilantro don't lime know. rice that I make that tastes like Chipotle in the Ooh. instant pot. It's um, it's completely takes yes. exactly. Like Share Chipotle. the recipe real quick. It's really easy. All you use is you have to use jasmine rice. That's the thing. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? Like that's the difference. So it tastes kind of sticky. And yeah. then it's literally jasmine rice, a little bit of water, a little bit of salt. And then you literally put a teaspoon of oil, cook it, and then you add the lime juice afterwards. Mix and it together. Okay. Right. And okay. The but that all comes after. So okay. it's super, it takes eight minutes and also risotto. I, I'm not going to sit over and minutes of stirring any sort of anything. So <laughs> you can make it in the Instapot and it tastes like you went to a five-star restaurant. It's amazing. Okay. You guys are inspiring me. Maybe I'll have to I, break this out I still have the same popcorn maker from college. And girl, <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, so I do have a lot of gadgets, but they last. I'm like, that's true. Uh, that's true. And they're just fun. Like, <laughs> depends that's who you what, ask. That's what I do when I, you know, instead of buying girl. Girl, for myself I buy myself a gadget (laughs) see I'm like I like I like to cook I like to create meals but I'm also like I like the quickest easiest less messiest I don't like messes in my kitchen so I think that's my thing with kitchen gadgets is like I just don't like to clean them because I'm lazy that is the more gadgets you have the more cleaning you have to do and I'm just not make things simple for me I'm a minimalist in that sense yeah. Uh, so Amber, what, are, what is one of your like go-to food recipes, like for high protein? Like if you're just, you have minimal time, something quick, easy that you really like to make, um, that's going to keep you full. Um, I would say protein oats. Um, but the key is to within egg whites. So, um, People, people are always like, oh my God, that sounds so gross. But I promise you, it makes it so creamy and it like increases the volume of your meal exponentially when you add in the egg whites. Um, so yeah, just like basic, either quick oats or stovetop oats. I prefer stovetop oats. Um, and then you just mix them, you know, with the water and everything, bring them to a boil. And then you just turn them down and you just whip in liquid, liquid egg whites. Um, like you have to kind of whip them a lot, but it's a good arm workout. Um, (laughs) and then it just gets like super creamy, high volume. And like, I, when I eat that, I am like good for hours, hours, and it's delicious. You can do like so many different flavors and, um, like toppings and everything. So it's, it's just so good. I used to always hit like for basically my entire life. I was like, I will never like oatmeal and like but now it's literally my favorite <laughs> breakfast food ever. So totally agree. I love making oatmeal, but I kind of go through like phases with it. I'll eat it like every day for like a month. And then yeah, the texture is too much for Felicia. She can't eat it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do it. That's a big thing. No, I like a cookie, but I can't do the texture is too weird. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people, like I want if, if people don't like it, it's usually because of the texture. So I get it. Yeah. Uh, so for any of our listeners who maybe are at the beginning of their journey or are like a lot of us who have tried and tried and just kind of have failed, uh, what advice would you give them? So if I could tell myself something when I first started, um, it would be to not look so big picture. I think for me and for a lot of other people, I think if you have this idea in mind that you want to lose a hundred pounds, a hundred pounds is a lot. 
and like it can be very overwhelming and and especially if you're only picturing how to get to the end you're gonna overwhelm yourself and it's gonna get to the point where you're like oh well I can't do that like that's so much weight to lose how, how am I gonna do this so if I could tell myself something I it would be to break it up into smaller parts focus on like smaller goals along the way and focus on building sustainable habits within those smaller goals so even if it's walking 10 extra steps a day even if it's drinking one more glass of water a day or focusing on getting one more hour of sleep building those smaller habits along the way is what's going to help you sustain your end goal when you eventually get there. Don't focus on reaching your end result in like a certain amount of time. There's no timeline. There's no deadline, anything that you have to meet. Like this is all like, however long it's going to take you is however long it's going to take you. Like just focus on like getting to your end point in a way that is not going to sacrifice your happiness because like a lot of people will focus on getting to that endpoint in a rush way and they sacrifice their happiness, their mental health and everything along with that. And it doesn't need to be that way. Like for me, I got like so sucked up in focusing on the numbers and feeling like I had to maintain like a certain amount of weight loss, like every month in order for it to be like a good month. And like, then all of these other bad things like started to creep in with that, where I started to say no to events, say no to social gatherings. And like, I didn't really notice it, that I was doing it, you know, but if I, I feel like if I had just like taken things one chunk at a time, focus on building healthy habits, I feel like I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have had to go down the bad rabbit hole that a lot of people can. So I would say just take it slow and steady, focus on building sustainable habits and don't put pressure on yourself to lose a certain amount of weight in X amount of time. Do what works for you and you'll be fine. <laughs> yes. Baby steps, right? Yes. I love that. Well, this has been so much fun. We've been looking yeah. forward to this all week. Um, anything else you want to say to our listeners before we wrap it up? I don't think so. I mean, I just, yeah, just, just do what makes you happy. Just. Yeah. Yes. And definitely go give Amber a follow yes. on Instagram, TikTok, all the places. Are those the two Try places? The puppy. Yeah. Those are the two Money popular pop. ones. Right? <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave us a review. We greatly appreciate that. And we'll see you bitches next Monday. Bye.